Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's All You Need Is Love. I mean, only love. Who evolved? What that Chris Martin of Coldplay feature on the piano isn't getting you excited to talk about an Alkaline Trio song this week, David Anthony, my co-host of As You Were a Podcast about Alkaline Trio, my being me, Tim Crisp. Not particularly. Wasn't no. that a great intro, though? Very good. Oh, yeah. I wish I had some uh, Chris Martin piano behind that. What's your take on Coldplay? Uh, I mean, uh, I think I could fuck with the first couple Coldplay records. Sure. Um, I know some people fuck with them hard. Yeah. And I usually support that because while I don't agree with it as passionately as they do. Sure. I get where they're coming from. Well, I think when Coldplay came out before they became what they are, they were kind of just a weird, uh, MTV2 band. Yeah, basically. I'm agreeing on all of those points yeah uh, I'm, I'm not gonna go out of my way yeah no i'm never gonna go out of my way for it but there's plenty of songs where i'm like eh, this is cool i get it yeah yeah it's but you kinda... know what i don't get what what is happening here uh, it's really uh, it's a song about love how many songs about love has dan written at this point a lot most of them yeah um all right i'm being a little harsh up top because this song is pretty inoffensive overall it's extraordinarily inoffensive but it's also very long it's very long for like a four and a half minute song this doesn't really necessitate that um that intro that piano thing it's not the worst thing it's very cold play uh but i don't i don't know it's one of those things where it's like i'm like all right it's whatever it's not Mm. bad lean in a little bit okay it's not bad. It's whatever. It's totally whatever. The um, whole thing is just—it's just whatever. Dan's vocal performance in that first verse is really weird. He's got like a weird accent going on that I don't know what he's reaching for. I still haven't found what he's reaching for. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, there's a little bit of just like I live in the South now, and a little bit of Bruce Springsteen, and it's just—it's strange. It's not how I like him to sound. Uh, cause he just kind of sounds like American Elvis Costello. Just run with that, man, my man. Um, <laughs> but there's some redeeming parts here. It's a totally fine song is yeah. what it is. It's a totally fine song. And I mean, it is like, I did a wedding, uh, a few months back mm-hmm. and I, kind of whoa that picked up on the microphone hell yeah that's why you're sore yeah because you got you gotta work on that posture i'm gonna do a little downward facing dog never oh highly recommended um me i've been cracking my neck so bad lately uh it's nice though because it's not cold we don't have to we don't have to hunch our shoulders all the time anymore can we talk i'm just trying to talk about anything other than this so i can tell um all right but I did a wedding, and I was like, 
I, I had a pretty good idea what I was going to talk about, but I wasn't sure. And someone was like, what are you going to talk about? And I'm like, the power of love. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, about sure. all I got. And it's, it's one of those things that like, I feel like when you, when you come across quotes that, speak and 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 basically say what dan is is saying in here and you and they hit you at the right time and they're expressed in a certain way they really make an impact of you you just think about the fact that you, there's this powerful thing that exists between people that that holds us all together and the idea that like mortality all, all of that shit like that's really what is there the entire time that's mm-hmm. incredibly profound and something that's so easy to take for granted and when you're reminded of it it's special i don't need it. i don't need dan to tell me this i guess that's more my thing is like i there's part of me that almost feels like he's being a dickhead to matt skiba on this song <laughs> and by that i mean my stream is true it's kind of famously like matt's like big breakup record and then Dan's like, oh, shit, shit, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you said Elvis Costello and I should have remembered it, but wouldn't it be funny if, oh, fuck, wouldn't it be funny if the name of My Shame is True was actually the angels want to wear my crimson shoes? I'm sorry, I wanted no, to no, get no. that out earlier. It's okay. Um, but I feel like then Dan's just like, <laughs> I'm in love and it feels nice and boy, isn't that great, it's going to last forever. It's just like, oh, okay. Fair but, point. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's... It... It does have this like aspect of like oh this is this is a song about dying this is a song about making making peace and I guess approaching it even though he says get right with God before it's time yeah which I don't want to I don't want to make anybody feel bad but that's a that's a it's weird. odd way to put it it's weird. in my opinion for yeah. for like what you what you do and what you are i guess the approach that you're that you're taking with it where you're just like analyzing things in this existential form like just saying get right with god is like well what the fuck do you mean by that yeah I how mean, would you I, suggest i do that dan well and it's why i think i keep saying he sounds so southern like in the beginning like using some of those phrases it's almost like bless your heart it's yeah. like okay, man. Like yeah. fucking, just gotta get on, get on the righteous path. <laughs> it's just such it's it's a cliche thing. It's just like such a turn of phrase that I'm kind of like you're not really saying anything. You're just letting other people say it for you. Um, and I I just like that about in a lot of songs. When it's just like you're not really giving me anything of worth here. Um, so lyrically, this doesn't do really anything for me. Yeah. Uh, and I will admit, like, lyrically, this band in this era is not doing much for me anyway. Yeah. Um, but musically, I'm kind of like, all right, the chorus is all right. There's some movement to it. Dan's vocal phrasing is kind of interesting, even if it's not totally memorable or totally hooky. It's just, it's just kind of fine. Um, it's the type of song where, like... If I heard this in passing, it would neither pull me in nor push me away. And yet I have to talk about it, which is exceptionally difficult. <laughs> admittedly. It's it's not easy, right? Because this is kind of one of those I feel like where the song sits, like Dan has this this 
part of the record just down pat. This is the this is the spot in the record where Dan throws out like, all right, this is my profound statement yeah. song. This is what I have to say. This is where I'm gonna hook you. It, it kind of you know it's it's almost like this is a a follow up to I'm dying tomorrow, but rather than making sure that he gets all the like kisses and and drinks that he wants to get in before he doesn't have a chance to do it anymore because he's a corpse, it's like, hmm, ah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I have a lot of love, and that's nice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... All right, dude! It's just so boringly content. Yeah. It's just like if I wrote a song that was like, I like where I live, I live near a grocery store, that's nice. It's just like, okay, my my guy, um, you are not writing about anything here, because this isn't like the profoundness of love that's making you realize you feel good it's not a scene like fucking uh she took him to the lake or maybe that's Friday, whatever it's just kind of like you know he did that so well on good morning yeah where it's like oh you're writing love songs in a way that are like you know very simple but but say something and then it's like oh man it's 10 years later and you're still writing those songs but you just you just don't know how to stop saying it i guess it's just Ugh, it's just empty. I, it, it it's empty in the way that it's it, it's trying really hard to be profound. Yeah. And I feel like you you have to get there in some way. And when you're trying to get there in a pop song, it's kind of you have to be able to say what he's trying to say here in a memorable way. Sure. And this approach it's more like what comes in the last third of a novel you know it's like like there's a virginia wolf quote that i used at the wedding which is love that's what seems to explain it all and that's a big character revelation for Mm -hmm. the the person who comes to this realization a hundred and some pages into this book and I know that this song is like nearly a hundred minutes long but you can't I don't know it's just it just doesn't work I think is is where I'm at with it lyrically and there's just so little to latch on to musically and I think that the kind of production flourishes just feel like all right well what's this one about oh this one's about love Hmm, a little piano. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of hits all of it. I think for a love song to be interesting, like, you're going up against a lot of them, <laughs> is what I would uh, characterize the amount of love songs as being as a lot. Uh, you've really got to say something that someone's not said before. Well, also, too, when you think about it in terms of, like, this aspect of love where it's like it's like love's all we have and then we die it's like oh you mean like love is all you need that beatles song that's not good and stupid Mm -hmm. i mean yeah every beatles song true but 
I, I think... Dude, have you fucking heard the White Album in your life? Yeah, it's trash. No, Ida, oh my God, are you, are you one of those, you're one of these people. You're one of these, like, I'm super interesting, I don't like the Beatles people. No, it's just like, I heard them when I was 18, and I was like, I've heard other music, that's fine, who gives a shit? I don't think everyone needs to care about stuff from 70 fucking years ago. <sighs> well, this like, song... Boy, I love driving my Studebaker, that's the real pinnacle of American innovation, who gives a shit? <laughs> I I love the Beatles. I think they're great. I think that there there's so many innovative things that are happening on those records that they stole from people in other countries and then refracted on their records. Cool shit. Absolutely. You feed the tape in backwards. Eh, I don't give a fuck. I love that shit. I I don't know. I wish this song did anything as interesting as that. Ah, look at all the lonely people. Oh. Did we lose it? Probably. Um. All right, let's pick it back up from the from the Beatles. We can edit that part out because I feel like it was just dead. Um, like the Beatles. We still got we still got Paul. And we still got Ringo. The, I like the Paul conspiracy theory. The two most interesting. It's wild. Uh huh. The Paul conspiracy theory is fucking. It's fascinating. Wild. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, look at look at those two pictures. The one guy looks different. He's a lot sweatier, <laughs> and it's at a different angle. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is that. But uh, yeah, I, I it's it's really difficult. I think to find something to latch on to when they're just there's so little behind it the intention sure i get it um they do some nice things on the on the recording but i mean this is just kind of a a diminished return from dan's you know the profound songs that come on the second side of the record yeah yeah i mean i guess just like i I would like for them to be able to do stuff that's that, like, as we talked about last week in Burn, mid-tempo, get a little, get some layers going, throw some a little weird in there, but there's nothing weird about the song, it's very gritted, it's just like, you, you it starts, you know where it's gonna go, you know how it's gonna end. I wonder how much of that is, is um, the work of Bill Stevenson as a producer and engineer, because it's not like his stuff ever gets that fucking out there. Right. He's, he's known to be a pretty heavy-handed producer. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. I feel like the this record really just has so little life behind it. Yeah. And you look at Agony and Irony and you say, oh, man, they really, they really went in a like, yeah, yeah, bad yeah. direction. And then... Yeah, they were listening to a lot of the White Album, and I think it just got away from them. And then you look at this addiction, and it's like, oh, my God, the fucking Ringo Starr all-star band. Jesus yep, Christ. Yep, Um You know, I didn't know that he was in a band before the Ringo Starr all-star band. Really? Um, I, all wings? I, Wangs? I think that... This one, though, it almost doesn't even have, like... It doesn't even have things to latch on to in a negative way the way those two. It's, no, no, it doesn't. It's almost like the most offensive 
of the three to me because it it just there seems to be literally no reason for it to be made yeah i mean i i kind of flip back and forth because there's definitely songs that fall into that bucket of just like this is so nothing that i'm really fucking offended by it i don't feel that as much with this but i definitely don't i don't feel anything and that's weird because as we discussed like there are songs i love and songs i hate and then this is just fucking there and i kind of have to look at it in terms of a band that writes a lot of songs i love and the songs I hate are either, like, really lazy or really misguided. Yeah. Fair. This is really lazy, but uh, it's just to feel any sort of way about it, it, it's why bother, almost. You know, like... Right, what am I going to do, get mad at this song? Yeah, because... It's no- too long. I'm, I'm mad about that. The, it's fucking 94 minutes long. When the bridge comes in, I'm just like, holy Lord, what are we doing, man? Yeah. Like, why did you... You gotta have one of those. It's just a song that, like, if it ran up to that second chorus and just kind of tapered off, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. But I, it's just... It's just there. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. That sucks to... Did you pre-order this record? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> oh. I just remember this was this is the first record that came out uh, with while I was living in Chicago. So to see the Alkaline Trio had a record coming out and to see posters around the city, it was kind of cool. Like, oh, wow. yeah, I, I I'm from Chicago now. I also do kind of like the artwork. It's not, I think the artwork's like, fucking awesome. It's, it's actually like, I don't know, I think there are things on this record I do like, not a ton. There are aesthetic choices made that I think are cool, but there's also just a lot of like, holy shit. <laughs> and we'll get to it, we have touched on it before, like the Broken Wing EP that came out with it, really like that. Dan's songs on that, really good. This does feel like a record where I think Dan was trying to carry more weight because Matt was such a hot mess and like was just kind of throwing shit at the wall yeah but they do the, the issues with their material on it is that it, most of it's just forgettable in the same way like this is not that different from until death do us part which we talked about forever ago right and that's an even worse take yeah because matt's just not understanding how love works i i don't know i don't know how to describe that song i think that it this is kind of this is a moment where it's interesting the way matt he gets so lethargic and we get so mad at songs like piss and vinegar where it's like dude he's not trying he's not fucking trying Mm -hmm. and this is a moment where if this song worked we would just be talking about the way Dan's songwriting has expanded in so many different ways. Yes. The fact that there is a really heavy Springsteen influence sure. on it and Elvis Costello. And the the way that he's expanded lyrically and just as a songwriter in, in terms of creating things that aren't just rehashing of what he used Mm -hmm. to do in a lesser form but this is a moment where he doesn't get there he doesn't reach any of the things that he's trying to 
get to. He doesn't get to that point where he's, you know, writing a new, uh, a new anthem, a new yeah. fucking born to run, which. I mean, kudos to him for trying because at least he's trying. The other guy ain't trying. But what you get here is it's really just someone who's trying to be profound and someone who doesn't really have, I guess, the tools, at least in this moment, to do something that doesn't just sound like a Coldplay piano thing thrown on top of it. Doesn't sound like a lot of ideas that weren't really seen into fruition and maybe there's a reason why and that's because this song isn't going to be what dan wants it to be it isn't going to be what the producers want it to be it isn't gonna be what fucking anybody wants it to be it's just gonna be there and it's there and we stretched it for 20 minutes i can't fucking believe we made it's it it's almost though. as long as a song almost um what do you rate it it's a two out of five it's so inoffensive and it's so whatever i'm just glad that it's over same uh two out of five um you know the telephone works both ways whoa profound whoa hey if you're enjoying this radio broadcast of ours, mm-hmm. we invite you to sit around the the old dial next week and tune in for another edition of As You Were a Podcast about Alkaline Trio, but really rate it and subscribe to it and tell a friend about it. And really, I feel like we've gotten to a point with the way that we talk about things now. We've kind of weeded out the the people who get upset at us um, yeah, at least to a, to an overblown extent about sure. not liking the band or not liking a specific song and we're coming at this i think with the 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 intention of talking about it in ways that we are you know we hope that it's received in a way that doesn't feel like we're knocking anybody's tastes or making anybody feel bad about liking a thing that we don't like. This is just the way we feel. And we hope that it's all a part of a conversation that you all enjoy participating in. We know that there are going to be times that you're pumping your fist in disagreement. We know that there are times that you definitely want to reach through that radio speaker and strangle David, mm-hmm. and I totally understand because you have no idea what it's like sitting across from the guy trying to get him to talk into the microphone as opposed what? to. <laughs> but it's all it's all a part of a thing that we really do love At having the, end, the opportunity. There's only love. <laughs> I'm trying to outro. Chloe's asleep. Yeah, she slept through that. She slept through the whole song. Um, But hey, we love doing this. We love having the opportunity to do it. And we're really, really stoked to hear that you are all enjoying the time as well. And we invite you to come back next week. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were. You can pledge a monthly amount to help keep us going. We offer some cool incentives in exchange for that. We have, you know, 
some bonus content, some mugs. Still got those mugs. I freaking had to move those mugs. Oh yeah, that's right. But it's all it's all good. It's all good. I remember when we had this idea. We were under the California Blue Line mm-hmm. talking about it. Uh, that was two houses ago for me. Yeah, Jesus. And really, the fact that it's become what it is—it's just so humbling and warm and really it's just a pleasure to be a part of your weekly routine and we are really really grateful for all of you out there listening so we'll talk soon we'll talk on better terms i think and uh we look forward to it thanks brothers so die well with some good distractions at the end.